0: Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail.
1: Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show. I'm your host, Aaron Frail. On Aaron's Horror Show, we're going to go ahead and read some horror fiction and talk about horror in all its forms, books, movies, you name it. If you want to go ahead and get a hold of the show, you can go ahead and contact Aaron's Horror Show at Gmail or Aaron Horror Show on Twitter or Aaron's Horror Show on Facebook. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Hi, thank you for listening to Aaron's Horror Show. I'm your host, Aaron Frail. This week, we're going to go ahead and finish my interview with Jason Witter. We're going to get a little bit philosophical. We're going to get a little bit silly. Either way, it should be a good time. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show.
2: So yeah, tell us tell us about the other films. I know I know you made uh uh Pizza Girl Massacre and I'm forgetting if there's another one. Pizza Girl one Massacre.
0: Or? Well then Romeo and Juliet versus Living Dead.
2: Oh um, yeah, with so, Ryan, Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so Romeo and Juliet versus Living Dead, I I did with my buddy Ryan Denmark. Um of course, you know Ryan as well, and um, oh yeah,
2: yeah, and our audience knows him too. He uh, he had an interview on our on our show. So. Oh,
0: awesome! Very cool. Oh, very yeah, cool. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So Ryan and I, uh, we met way back in the day, like uh, probably 1999, doing a little movie called The Hands of Alan Worth, and I played this guy who was. I believe he was possessed by a demon or something.
2: I don't even remember exactly.
0: (laughs) It goes I mean it's almost twenty years ago I guess that we shot that. But that's where I met Ryan. Um wow. And so we've worked on a number of projects together and and uh yeah, we co wrote Romeo and Juliet versus the Living Dead and then uh Ryan directed it and I played I played Zombie Romeo in that one. And basically the idea was that the uh that Juliet's family, um The Capulets were all human, and Romeo's family, the Montagues, I believe I'm getting that right. If I'm not, the theater gods are frowning upon me. At any rate, Romeo's (laughs) family were zombies, Juliet's family, uh, were human, but they fall in love with each other. Romeo, zombie Romeo and human Juliet fall in love with each other as I suppose a zombie and a human can or <laughs> uh, I guess right, however you want to look at that. But um yeah, but so that was again kind of that blend of horror comedy and also a, a throwback to kind of eighties pretty in pink, sixteen candles kind of stuff, where it was kind of this silly teen romance comedy going <laughs> on as well. Um even though I was clearly, you know, in my 30s when we made it, and, and <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You know, Juliet was well into her 20s, and, you know, but either yeah, way, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then we had our buddy uh, Mark in it, who played uh, Mercutio, who was basically based on the Ducky character from, I think, is that Pretty in Pink that has Ducky? Um, yeah, I think I Pretty in Pink has
2: Ducky, yeah, yeah. That's that has Ducky? I'd to, so, yeah, I'd have to, I I'd have to go a through my John Hughes you know? movies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: But at any rate, he uh, he played this character called Murky, because he was Mercutio. So he's Murky, kind of blend of Mercutio and Ducky. And um, he had the crazy hair like Ducky had, and he was kind of the friend character in there that was in love with Juliet. So it had all these elements of kind of those teen romance comedies from the 80s, as well as horror elements and other comedic elements. But yeah, that was, that was Romeo and Juliet versus Living Dead. Um, and then the last thing I did was, yeah, was Pizza Girl Massacre. And that, basically, that started out as a stage show as well. It was a play that I did back in, I think, 2009.
2: And, yeah, uh, I, think, I think Felicia and I got out there to see it when I it just happened to be in New Mexico. I think we just happened to be there when I was going I remember
0: on. I you were I there. you' yeah.
2: seeing it, so...
0: Yeah, yeah, I definitely remember you were there. Um, I think I gave a little shout-out to you in the curtain speech. Um, <laughs> but, uh yeah, so we did Pizza Girl Massacre as a play, and basically the gist of the play was that all these kind of screwed-up, rehab bound artists go to this cabin in the woods as like a rehab facility. Um so there's a painter, a writer, a poet, a performance art dancer, um, these various artists, a guitarist, all end up in this uh cabin together and they've all got their own issues whatever and then they order a pizza because there happens to be a pizza restaurant out in the woods I guess that delivers pizza and it takes them over half an hour to deliver the pizza so they don't pay the delivery girl and she comes back and kills all of them <laughs> that was just uh, the play uh, really the whole idea different. with the play yeah exactly so so the whole idea with the play was I wanted to have a scenario where we could just wreck the theater with with gore and blood, fake blood and everything spraying all over the place, and, and it worked out pretty well. And where we did it, it was the old box theater here in Albuquerque, and it was the last show that was done there. So they were basically like, "Yeah, do whatever you want," which was awesome.
2: Oh wow! So, so you we were could into, truly like, the a hole the
0: wall, and yeah, <laughs> and it didn't matter. So wow. we built this whole kind of cabin facade inside, so people. So the hope was that people felt like they're actually sitting in a cabin. Um, you know, dealing with this, with the people inside. And so that was pretty cool. Um, and what then... like a, a Burt
2: Reynolds picture? Or there were tons of Burt like, Reynolds, like, yeah. <laughs> I think I remember so for that. Whatever reason, like one of them was moving. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was hilarious to just have the decor of the cabin was all these Burt Reynolds posters. Now, everything that was in the cabin was a Burt Reynolds poster. Um and when everything started going crazy, there's that hilarious picture of Burt Reynolds. I think it was from Cosmopolitan, where he's, like, sprawled out, you know, naked, but his hand's strategically placed so it can, you know,
2: get away yeah, with it. Yeah. But uh, it's
0: laying on a bearskin rug, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and we had that picture, and we put it on uh, Casey Mraz, who's a good friend of ours, who helped build the satin props and everything.
2: Put oh, it, yeah, yeah, on, uh, actually – our, our listeners will be familiar with Casey Mraz's guitar playing. He's the one that does that guitar solo in the intro song to this podcast. So, so a little bit of oh, trivia nice. there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. It's, yeah. All it's all connected. <laughs> yep, all connected. Yeah. All connected. But anyways, go on, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll Casey. <laughs>
0: That's good. But, uh, yeah, so he put the Burt Reynolds, the naked Burt Reynolds picture on a crank, and so somebody (laughs) behind the wall was spinning it as blood was shooting through the walls, and the Burt Reynolds picture is spinning. It's supposed to be when everything's kind of going crazy in the cabin. Um, And then at one point... They try to get out a window, but they pull the blind up, and it reveals that there's just a giant Burt Reynolds poster behind the blind. There's no window. (laughs) It's just Burt Reynolds (laughs) grinning. (laughs) (laughs) Like like the
2: idea that someone would build that in their cabin out out in the woods. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like someone would be like, I'm going to put Burt Reynolds here, but I need a blind because I just can't look at it all the time. But I do like it. I like it enough to to have it there. Every
0: now and then I want to see it. But <laughs> <laughs> Well I don't want to see Bert, I want to be able to pull the blind. I don't know. Um, yeah. And that always got a huge laugh when it was kind of the crazy moment, everything's going crazy and the phone lines are cut and they can't get out the door and they're like, Window, go to the window and they run to the window and pull the blind, it pops up and there's just a grin and Bert Reynolds staring at them. <laughs> that always <laughs>
2: For <laughs> yeah. whatever
0: reason, I always got a huge laugh. Um, but then we did the film version of Pizza Girl Massacre. Of course, we had to lose all the Burt Reynolds stuff. Um,
2: yeah, so, you yeah. You we
0: super low budge, and we didn't have permission
2: to, to use, use Burt Reynolds. Or um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you didn't write him and say, hey, Burt, we got this movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is this alive, even, or it would be a seance? I <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah. I guess it was would have been worth the effort. I didn't I did not try to contact old Bert no. though. Maybe he's he listening right now right he's like, I would have said fine. Uh, you guys all you had to do was call me.
2: <laughs> well we'll we'll do it in post. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Get me on the phone, man. Burt Reynolds is here. Have, for you ever, you.
0: <laughs> have you ever seen that there's a clip on YouTube of Burt Reynolds laughing? It's like from Smokey and the Bandit or something, but he does this really funny, high-pitched laugh. And somebody put it on loop for like ten hours. <laughs> no.
2: Ten hours. Ten hours. Burt Reynolds laugh. I imagine if you if you put in Burt
0: Reynolds laugh on YouTube, it'll come up. But it's it's pretty impressive that somebody put that up on a ten hour loop. <laughs> when, when, when you
2: decide you're done with theater, you should just do a show that just plays <laughs> that, that loop. <laughs> exactly. Like like totally. when you're done, when you're like like this, this is I'm I'm not going to do any theater after this. <laughs> you're just like. <laughs> <laughs> Bert Reynolds laughed me. Uh, like, yes. Yeah. So all your <laughs>
0: listeners out there should totally look that up. It's worth it. Yeah. It's worth yeah, your ten I, hours if you sit through
2: it. I, I'm gonna look at, look it up after this because I haven't I haven't I haven't seen it, but I don't doubt it with the internet and the way uh, <laughs> the way that they just have these like like yeah I saw one where Alan Rickman was drinking tea, but it was in slow motion and they had this epic music behind it and it was just funny because it's like yeah, it's like yeah. Alan Rickman he's you know a, a pretty amazing actor and he's sitting there just yeah. making tea but the fact that it's in slow motion has an epic music just makes a whole different dimension to it you know oh
0: yeah absolutely mhm
2: so uh so yeah, yeah so pizza girl massacre you got you had to uh so you made it into a film I'm sorry oh i was just getting the conversation uh, back on track uh, you made you uh-huh. you had pizza girl massacre made into a film
0: Uh yeah we did um And so for the film version, we changed it a bit where the idea was that it was a a group of local community theater actors were going to rehearse Midsummer Night's Dream out in the woods because the play takes place in the woods, so they thought it would be, you know, immerse themselves into the woods and become part of nature to really get the full understanding of Midsummer Night's Dream, and then the same thing happened, so you got a group of actors, theater folks out in the woods. They order a pizza. And there was a documentary team that went with them. This was the gist of it. So it becomes a found footage movie. Um,
2: Oh, okay. Interesting.
0: Yeah. So in the sense that I played the guy who was... So it becomes very meta because I directed the movie, but then in the movie I play the guy who's directing the documentary about these actors going out into the woods to rehearse this play. And when we're out there, my character's a real jerk, and he's the one who doesn't pay the delivery girl when she shows up with the pizza, and he's he's a a real jerk to her, and then, you know, she comes back and starts killing everybody, and the whole time, he's like, oh, keep the cameras rolling, this is great for, you know, this is going to be awesome, and so that's why there's the found footage of it, so basically, everybody gets dusted, as they do in found footage movies, or at least it seems like they do, whatever, um, and then they find yeah, the footage yeah. and kind of piece it together, but that's why there's supposed to be footage that exists of this massacre, so to speak, um, and we so we had a cabin, a friend of ours let us use a cabin out in the mountains to shoot it and um yeah, so that was a good time. That was a hoot and holler.
2: Yeah, I know I know for uh with Hamlet the Vampire Slayer, there's a lot of jokes that we did on stage that we wanted to translate into film and we had to kind of go about it in sort of unique ways, like like the one that I was thinking is uh, Steve, who uh, played uh, Polonius, when yeah. he died on stage, he would wander around the audience, like, like taking yeah. forever to die, and people were just laughing and loving it. And
0: yeah. Loving. Yeah. We,
2: yeah. You know, so we did that montage of him just going all to the weird places <laughs> in Albuquerque, and then playing soccer with a yeah. kid, and he jukes the kid, you yeah. know? Yeah.
0: And, and he goes like, to the like, bookstore and buys a copy of Hamlet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. So I remember I remember translating that joke to film, and people really loved it. Like, I remember uh, there was an a Internet reviewer who – she had quite a bit of a following that, that reviewed Hamlet the Vampire Slayer. And I remember, you know, yeah. you got a little boost from that. But uh, she really loved that joke, too. And I just remember a lot of people – really liking that sequence. So was there any moments like in Pizza Girl Massacre, like the, like the Burt Reynolds joke, where you just wanted to make it happen on film and you had to think about it differently?
0: You know what? Actually... The film, it's interesting you bring that up, because, like, with Hamlet, we pretty much completely adapted the play to film. The the movie is pretty much the play with just tweaks and twists on it, whereas with Pizza Girl, I completely rewrote it. I, I pretty much ditched the play completely and rewrote it as a found-footage movie. Um, and so, yeah, so it's interesting you bring that up. They're really <laughs> – it's actually – as I, I think about it, there really, it's, it became a very different beast. We just really ditched, the, we completely ditched the stage show and it became a whole new thing. So there really wasn't anything that we brought over from the stage. Now there were things, more things in the film version that I was able to do than I was able to do on stage. Because a big part of it was I wanted, for the theater version, this kind of Grand Guignol, horror theater, blood and guts, gore, everything. Um, and we were able, only able to do so much with a very limited budget on stage. Whereas with film, we were able to do some things like, you know, a rolling pin shoved down a guy's throat, somebody being cut in half with a pizza cutter. Um, we were able to do just kind of more. We had a scene where, like, you know, basically my head was supposed to be cut off sitting on a pizza. And we just were able to kind of play around with the effects a lot more. So it really just became a completely different thing once we transferred oh. it to film. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so they're very, very different things. Very different the the the, the play in the movie
2: Yeah, yeah. Things. Well, that's that's just the difference in theater and film. Like I remember, like there were some jokes in Hamlet, the Vampire Slayer that worked way better on stage than in the movie. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Like, like when we had. Uh, I remember we had, uh, you know, uh, our vampire slayers, uh, Othello and Macbeth. Uh, you know, because yeah. for, for the listening audience, uh, uh, you know, Hamlet one hires Othello and Macbeth, or they come in. I forget exactly how we did it, but they come in to help <laughs> out and. In the play, yeah. they jump out of this giant cardboard cake that they're hiding behind on stage for, like, the, the, the Claudia, Claudius party scene, or Claudio. Uh,
0: yeah. And then, yeah. Like,
2: in film, we, we had him cut, like, <laughs> a t- tiny cake after, like, screaming, you know? Yeah, <laughs> which, uh, yeah. Which I think the, the stage version definitely got more laughs than, than cutting the tiny cake, you know? Uh, <laughs> but it was interesting. It's interesting. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's just, you know, there's, there are definitely certain things that work well on stage and don't necessarily translate to film. Um, yeah, and that was a lot of that is just trial and error. You know, you kind of learn as you go with this stuff. Um, yeah, and then there was like, we had the Ophelia drowning scene which I think in both cases was worked pretty well. On stage, she basically just said, okay, I'm going to go drown myself now. And then she returns with a bowl of water and just oh, keeps yeah. dunking her face in it. And <laughs> basically trying to hold her face in it and coming up and saying, this is really hard. And then and it was ridiculous, but people really dug it. It was just so silly. And in the yeah. movie, <laughs> we had her go to... It was just like a, a, a dog dish of water <laughs> yes. that way. I mean, it was it was a clean bowl, you know, and they, granted, I mean, Leslie yeah. definitely took a lot for the team doing this, but we had the, oh, maybe yeah, the dish yeah. of water sitting there, and she went over and just kept dunking her face in it, <laughs> and like drafting herself, but yeah, and, and in both situations, though, those got pretty good laughs.
2: Oh, yeah, so, yeah.
0: But, yeah, you're right. It's always, you never know. um, You kind of, stuff that worked well on stage doesn't necessarily translate as something about being in the moment with live performers that, you know, there's something different, absolutely, about that.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's something that you share, you know, and it kind of reminds me of uh, Beach Blanket Lobotomy, that one in particular. We had the first opening night of it, and there's maybe like five people in the audience, and I remember us thinking this is the worst play we've ever done no one likes it but then (laughs) because like you know five people aren't gonna laugh you know but then then the next night there was like a hundred people in the audience and they were packed in and 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 people were laughing and having a good time it was like one of the best shows we ever did and it's like the same darn play you know like Yeah. yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah it's just I mean that's that's part of theater too definitely it's so much it depends on the audience that's there and how they're going to respond and how infectious it is to the rest of the audience and yeah it's really it's it's an interesting beast for sure
2: uh, oh yeah yeah well you know i i really appreciate you coming on the show here it looks like we're going to be absolutely. running out of time but uh you know cool, cool. uh let me uh go ahead and uh, you know what before you before we leave here I want you to just go ahead and, you know, let the listeners know how, how they can get a hold of you if they maybe want to catch up on those, uh, 60 days of, of poetry or if they want to, yeah. you know, well, the, get the best way you, to do like, it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, I'm on Facebook, Witterworks. So it's basically fa- Facebook slash Witterworks, W-I-T-T-E-R-W-O-R-K-S. So on Facebook, it's under Witterworks. And then I'm on Instagram as well, tiniest underscore vampire. So Facebook slash Witterworks or Instagram, tiniest underscore vampire. And then if you want to check out the uh, Kickstarter, Happy Monster Poems is what the thing is called. So Happy Monster
2: Poems on Kickstarter, currently live. Cool. Cool. Great. How much more time do they have with that? Oh, uh, uh, it's about. about I think. Card. I think we're at like
0: seventeen days, so about two and a half weeks.
2: Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, so there's a little
0: should, bit of time on there.
2: Should come out, you know, on, on Tuesday, so that should give them some time to, go t- oh, to okay. check it. Yeah, out. Should, yeah.
0: yeah, there should still be some time left on there.
2: All right. So, great. Yeah. Great. Well, if you could just go ahead All and right. hang on the line, I'll be right back. I'm just going to go ahead and uh, stop the uh, recording so. here.
1: all right jason if you're listening thank you so much that was a good time we'll have to go ahead and do that again definitely give me a call when you are uh doing any projects i'd love to have you on the show uh also uh I want to go ahead and let everyone know that we kind of talked about how the Kickstarter had 17 days left at the end, and of course that was true last week when uh, we originally did this uh, interview, but this week, when it, when the show comes out on Tuesday, it's only going to have uh, 10 days left. In fact, probably even less because, you know, we're recording this interview a little bit before the show even comes out, so man, it's, it's running on, on the wire here. If you want to go ahead and get in on that Kickstarter campaign, you're going to have to do it right now go ahead and get in it's good stuff i've already uh put in mine and and i you know i think his stuff is fun and it's appropriate for kids so you know it's a great gift if you know anyone that likes spooky funny silly poems so anyways thank you for listening to the show and uh remember that real paranormal activities on mondays i'm on tuesdays terry's mysterious moments Uh, is on wednesdays and the sandman's lullaby is a phantom cast so uh go ahead and tune in and enjoy the shows and this this week i'm gonna go ahead and leave you with fungus zombies think about it fungus zombies